a radio station that you can listen to with your mom. That's not weird at all. Seville 1075 and 1260. It's not weird at all. Yeah. WCHV. In the eyes of the confessor, there's no place you can hide. You can't hide from the eyes. Don't you even try. In the eyes of the confessor, you can't tell a lie. You cannot tell a lie. Joe Thomas in the morning, and uh, uh, more so than I ever have before, as we are joined uh, from the offices and the leadership of Priests for Life, priestsforlife.org, with the great father, Frank uh, Pavone, uh, is on the newsmakers line with us. And uh, I've invited Frank to join us to talk about the constitutionally protected right to abortion that a, a Delegate Herring and Senator Boisco have pr- already pre-filed for the 2024 General Assembly election. Um, Father Frank, I, I almost feel like I need to ask forgiveness. Father, Father, can you forgive all those who didn't show up and vote for uh, an opponent to this kind of stuff in the election? Can you forgive them for not realizing how bad it was going to get? <laughs> well, Joe, if they repent, right, and uh, hopefully uh, seeing the extremism uh, to which the Democrats now want to bring Virginia's policy on abortion, uh, maybe that will inspire some of them to, to wake up and uh, make a change in 24. Mm-hmm. But, but look, I think that's what this is. This provides an opportunity. I mean, first of all, it, it, you know, it, we're at the beginning of a lengthy process. Uh, it, it oh, just, yeah. you know, to, to remind our listeners, you know, to amend the Constitution of Virginia, you've got to have two votes in the um, legislature uh, two years in a row. So there, with an election in between, of course. So right. the, the assembly would have to pass this amendment in uh, 25 and then again in 26. And then the voters, uh, if it were to pass through that process, would vote on it in the fall of 26. So we've got, we've got some time here to, to stop this thing. Uh, first of all, again, to remind our listeners, this is talking about, uh, it, it, first of all, you know, when you look at the text of this thing, it doesn't even use the word abortion. No. And and I think that shows the weakness of the other side. It's like, okay, listen, if you want unlimited abortion in Virginia, which is exactly what these these Democrats are trying to achieve, well then say so. Well, why don't you have the honesty to say so? And because they know that if they say, hey, is there a fundamental right to reproductive freedom? Well, there are senses in which we can even accept that 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 wording. You know, mm-hmm. reproductive freedom is very different from killing children, except that in the current context of, 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 of American policy, it certainly includes abortion. And they're trying to take away any limitations on this. So it's an opportunity to point out the extremism of the Democrats on this and for voters to start asking some very specific questions. For example, what would this do to our parental consent law? Because because the amendment says you can't not only deny, uh, uh, quote, reproductive freedom, which means abortion, but you can't even burden it. So for a minor who wants an abortion, and by the way, it, the, 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 the amendment says individual. It doesn't say adult. Mm-hmm. It says any individual has this, this fundamental right to reproductive freedom, which cannot be burdened. So we're talking about children, too. 
Sure. And and it's like, what is this going to do to our parental consent? Or what is this going to do to the limitations that Virginia has, for example, on on funding uh, of abortion uh, through uh, through Medicaid or in other ways? Is it going to take away all those limitations too? So I think right now is an opportunity. Again, it's a long process, and uh, uh, I, I think it's time to be challenging the public and also all of the members of the legislature. What, what, what are you saying here? What are you actually trying to achieve? I actually want to point out something because I'll get emails if I don't. It's actually harder than you depict, uh, Father Frank, because uh, it not only does it have to pass the General Assembly twice, but all the seats have to stand for election in between the two votes. So it, Yes. So, so we're actually going to have to wait four years, thank goodness. There'll be, yes. a, there'll be a House election in two years so so hopefully we get a lot of candidates in the house who say i'm going to stop this before it gets to the you know the the ballot box itself uh and then we'll have a senate election in 27 uh so the earliest the voter could ever see this heaven forbid is 28 uh but still that's that's a long time to let this fester and i think that's part and parcel of why they did it so early in this session is just get it rip the band-aid off now so by the the time the next elections come around people have forgotten well and you know here's another thing too uh to take encouragement from i was just um uh up in michigan um a few weeks ago for their march for life they had a proposition last year as folks may recall proposal three that put this uh, right to abortion into their constitution right mm-hmm. but that doesn't change any of the of the of the laws then the legislature had to act now they have a trifecta up there a democrat democrat trifecta so they got uh, this bill introduced and passed ultimately reproductive health act to codify this uh, right to abortion but they wrote, ran into a few roadblocks and and uh, i'm sure we can do this in virginia especially given the the small margin of the mm. democrat majority um and and one of the democrat legislators in michigan said wait a minute this is too extreme you know they have a they have a an informed consent and twenty four hour waiting period in Michigan, and this Democrat legislator said, you know, I don't think it's it's unreasonable to say that if someone wants an abortion, you give her some basic information about the risks and the alternatives, and you let her wait a day uh, to think it through very carefully because mm-hmm. it's an irreversible decision. Now, um, you know, and and they didn't even try in Michigan to touch parental rights at all. So it's like, wait a second, maybe we've got an opportunity here uh, even to persuade some of these Democrat legislators, just because they're, I mean, if they're Democrat, it means they're basically buying in to a right to abortion. Or pro-life mm. Democrats, unfortunately, in the legislature are, 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 are harder to find. It's hard to find, that's it. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they're all in on this total unrestricted abortion oh, policy yeah, no. either. And, right? and this so, is uh, this isn't you know fifteen weeks or six weeks or anything like that. This is you know open ended, Father Frank. It's unlimited. I, right? I need to run to a quick break here. Can we hang on to you and continue? Yes. Priestforlife.org. The one thing you don't have to worry about being more expensive: Seville one zero seven five and twelve sixty WCHV, free of charge since nineteen thirty three.
Joe Thomas in the morning visiting with Father Frank Pavone, Priests for Life, priestsforlife.org. Father Frank, I appreciate you hanging on with us, and I wanted to follow up on something you said in the opening segment. We're talking about the constitutional amendments that are proposed for this general assembly session um, without limitation on abortion, protecting it as a constitutionally protected right. But you mentioned opportunity. Um, in the last segment, the opportunity to talk about this and to, to show that it wasn't about abortion bans. It was about uh, uh, unfettered access to abortion and, and almost promoted access to abortion and that kind of thing. But a lot of people in the commentary, a lot of people in my industry have said the problem with Republicans is that for decades they've just counted on Roe v. Wade as their get-out-of-jail-free card when it came to discussing this, and they had never really developed a message beyond allowing people like me and you in the talk radio and advocacy world to talk about it in theory while being able to say, oh, well, it's Roe versus Wade, it's it's courts, uh, don't worry about it. Um, you know, what needs to be woven into the messaging? I hate to make it about this, but as, as a man who stood in the pulpit, it's about messaging. You know, Jesus himself, it was about messaging. Um, you know, how do we how do we come up with a better message for this? Yes. Well, first of all, the phenomenon you described is is another piece of evidence of how Roe v. Wade harmed our country uh, over the last 50 years, because our our political muscles when it comes to abortion policy have atrophy. You know, mm. we, we, we sort of said, you know, like, oh, the courts took care of it. No, the courts didn't take care of it. The courts don't write law in America. And so now we're in a situation where when the court got rid of this fictitious uh, uh, right to abortion, they, 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 we're, we're kind of left looking at each other and say, okay, what do we do now? Well, what we do now, like you say, first of all, developing the messaging that abortion isn't good for America. It's not good for the mom, the dad, the family, the certainly the baby. Um, and I always go back to, okay, friends, let's Let's look at what does what does the mom who says she wants an abortion really need? And one of the key messaging points of the pro-life movement is we are with you. You know, we're not we're not going around like like heartless people trying to deprive women of reproductive rights. We're we're compassionate people who are reaching out our hands and saying, what do you need? Uh, what would lead you to feel like you have to to have your baby killed? I mean, you know, that's exactly what's happening here. What, 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 what do you need? And we have the pregnancy center movement and uh you know it's strong in virginia in fact i was just i was just up in my last my most recent trip to virginia was for one of the national pregnancy center conferences of of uh you know we had we had hundreds of pregnancy center directors from across the country converging and meeting for several days so i mean that's a key part of our message and and again the extremism of what the other side is trying to push i always say to them define what you define and describe what you defend. You know, they're saying, oh, there's a fundamental right to reproductive freedom. What are you actually talking about? You're talking about aborting a baby and who's healthy, carried by a mother who's healthy in the seventh, eighth, and ninth month of pregnancy. Is that what you're talking about? Well, if so, then then have the honesty and the courage to say so. People mm-hmm. need, we have an opportunity here to, to raise these questions. I would say to folks, start raising them directly with your with your legislators. And uh, let's let's get some really good education going here. Is is part of this, and, and you and I have talked about this. My goal is a world without unwanted pregnancies, 
and, uh-huh. and and that requires young people understanding a what the biological outcome of engaging in Congress is, um, to yes. use Kama Sutra's word. Um, but but also you know understanding the responsibility, the sociological, the societal responsibility of that too. Is that got to be part of the messaging? Sure, sure. Uh, and 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 the messaging that you know freedom. What does freedom mean? Um, it's interesting. You know, we, we we maybe we could we could challenge folks to include under this concept of reproductive freedom, the freedom to say no. Yeah. When, when, when you know, when you're about to, I mean, isn't that freedom? I mean, the other side, they talk about reproductive freedom only in terms of, oh, well, let me kill the child. But it's like, what, 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 what happens when, you know, I feel like, oh, wouldn't it be fun to, you know, engage in this sexual activity? And, and then meanwhile, an alarm goes off in my mind. Gee, maybe this isn't smart. Maybe this isn't good. Freedom means I'm going to stand up against any kind of pressure, whether it's internal or external. Whether it's something I, where I'm being pulled by my passions or someone else is trying to, trying to pull me into something, doesn't freedom mean the right to be able to stand up and say no? And when we talk about abstinence and we talk about chastity, the other side mocks us as, as if that's, that's like beyond the reach of human power, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, then where's your freedom? Where's your reproductive freedom if you can't say no to reproducing? Right, and that's that's the thing. I and again, you talk about the pregnancy centers and the crisis pregnancy centers and all the work they do. Father Frank Pavone, it's always a blessing to have you. I hope you know a couple of stations of the cross, and 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 maybe we'll we'll be better. But I think more of the stations of the electoral uh, yes. nature. We need to uh, really start remessaging this. Bless you as always for visiting priestsforlife.org, and you have a wonderful morning, sir. The same to you, Joe. Thank you so much. All right, please help them out every way you can, priestsforlife.org. And, uh, you know, we need, we need to, it can't just be me and Frank and you listening. We need to have people standing up for these offices ready to say these things and push back against the abortion. Matters. An abundance of sunshine.